Tonight I'm going to teach on the secret to living. A man running in a, a race knows that he has to pace himself. People who play basketball have to learn how to float. Those in football learn how to unpile slowly so they get that rest that's needed before they get back into the huddle. The business or the professional man also has to be able to live and to live the way we're speaking of is the rest way. So he has to learn how to set his mind at ease when he is engaged in voluminous responsibilities and requirements that are heaped upon him. In Hebrews chapter 4 tonight, in verse 9, a tremendous truth from God's word which we need to set deeply within our souls. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. This is the secret to living. According to Genesis 2-2, when God had finished all of his work, it says that on the seventh day, which was the Sabbath day, he did what? He rested. In Hebrews 4-4, we read this. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. When Jesus Christ had finished his work for your redemption and for mine, it says in Hebrews 10, in verse 12, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of what? God. Very, very few Christians know the reality and the inner depth of this rest from Hebrews 4, verse 9. This rest which is given to the people of God. In the book of 1 Kings... In chapter 8, God talks about this rest for a whole nation. He gives rest to the nation, the people of Israel. Chapter 8, let me read you the verse tonight. Verse 56, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, to the whole nation, according to all that he what? There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Not failed one of his promises. And the promise was that the whole nation would be blessed. That's why he gave rest unto his people. Not only did God give rest to a whole nation... He gave rest to a city. For to Jerusalem, God said, there's a good way 
walk therein, and ye shall have rest. Check Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where is the good way, and walk therein. And ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not what? Well, the nation of Israel at one time found rest as a whole nation. He had promised rest to the city of Jerusalem because there is a good way, walk therein, and ye shall what? Find rest. But the people, by their own decision, decided they didn't want to walk in it. Therefore, if you read the rest of Jeremiah, they had no rest because they failed to learn the secret to living. There's another rest promised in the word, and that's to regarding marital life, where Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, the one's name was Orpen, the other one's name was Ruth. She said, the Lord grant that you find rest with your husband. The oldest daughter never found that rest, but Ruth did with Boaz, according to the word of God. There is a rest in married life. There is a rest that a city can have. There is a rest that a whole nation can have if we learn the secret to living. In Matthew chapter 11, it mentions a rest to the individual. And in verse 28 of Matthew 11, we read, Come unto me, all ye that what? Labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. In Luke, the 11th chapter, Is a record of devil spirits looking for rest that can't find any. That's right. Because in Luke chapter 11, in verse 24, it says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking what? Rest. And finding none... He said, I will return unto my house when I came out. <laughs> and when he cometh, he finds it swept and garnished. And he goes in, taketh seven other spirits, and they have a good rest. You see, even devil spirits are looking for rest. And they cannot have any rest unless they have a house they can occupy. And that means a human body. So if they're cast out of a human body, as had happened here, they'd gone out of a man, they had to walk in dry places, they had no rest. 
In Psalm 37, verse 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall do what? Bring it to pass. Verse 6. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Verse 7. Rest in the Lord. Not in your ability, your genius. Rest in what? And wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings, the, brings wicked devices to pass. Don't pay any attention to those. You rest yourself where? That is the secret to living. In First Peter chapter 4. Verse 14. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. You can only have his rest if his, if his spirit rests upon you. On their part he's even spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. If you're reproached for Christ's sake, happy are ye, rejoice. Why? For the spirit of glory and of Christ rests upon you. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 again, please. I want to now just take you, if you'll allow me, into the secret to living in a much greater depth. In Hebrews 4, 3, it says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. We who have believed are the ones who enter into the rest. In verse 11 it says, Let us labor therefore to enter into that what? Rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. On the one hand, you have believing or belief, and when we believe, then we enter into the rest. The other is unbelief, and they never entered into the rest. One is obedience to God's word. The result is the rest. The other is disobedience to God's word and unrest. The believer's rest is in the finished work of Christ. When Christ had finished his work, it says he sat down on the right hand of God. The word rest in Genesis... It's composed of three radicals, and they're the hardest radicals in the Aramaic or Hebrew language. God 
after he had finished his creation, it says he rested. And the word rested there is the same word as the word sat. Why do people sit down? They're resting. (laughs) When God had finished, he sat down. Everything was finished. When Jesus Christ had finished his work for us, it said he ascended into heaven and he what? Sat down. Something is completely complete. On the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and that gift was made available, it says, and it sat on each of the twelve apostles. It's completely complete. It is finished. The secret to living, which is the rest, is all embodied within Christ's finished work for the believer. His work that he did was for, with a capital F, a capital O, and a capital R, for us. It was not, his work was not for himself. Today, his work, which he accomplished for us, made knowledgeable unto us through his word, is done in us. He accomplished it for us, but it becomes in us as his word becomes living and real to us. We have, as born-again believers, become one with Him. Being one with Him, from God's Word, we have learned what we are in Him. We know that we are what He says we are. That we have what He says we have. That we will be what he says we will be. We know that we're a new creation in him, right? Okay. We know that we have passed from death unto what? We know we're part of that family of God, the body of Christ. We know that we have been circumcised with him. We have been baptized with him. We have been buried with him. We know that we have been raised together with him. And when he ascended, the words of God said, we ascended with him and are seated at the right hand of God. This is why we know we have a life which is more than abundant. This is why we can move into that rest with great restfulness because We are more than conquerors. You see, with this knowledge of God's Word, in your life you have really reached the end to the struggles. That struggle to be good, you've reached the end of it. Because our goodness is not in our flesh. Our goodness is in what God wrought in Christ Jesus and what Christ finished the work for. 
This rest is the end of all fear and worry and anxiety. Because we are completely in union with Him. We are utterly one with Him. And when God looks through Christ, He sees you in union with Him because of what Christ wrought. You and I have entered into that rest spiritually by what He did for us. Now it becomes knowledgeable to us as we walk literally upon that word and claim those promises which are ours spiritually. The reason we can do this is because He purchased us. We're His property. He paid for us. In Philippians chapter 4, listen to verse 6. Be careful. The word careful is anxious. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto whom? Why do we not need to be anxious about anything? Because we are living in His rest. In that which He accomplished for us is where we are living. That's why we need not to have any anxiety regarding anything or any situation. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, passes all understanding, so it'll pass also all misunderstanding. The peace of God shall keep Absolutely keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that a beautiful rest? That's the secret to living. Spiritually, we are what the Word of God says we are, and we have what the Word of God says we have. He paid for it. He purchased it. Then why is it... Why do we see so frequently Christians who are all nervous up, all frustrated, all full of fear? Because they have not learned the secret to living in that rest which is already theirs and paid for by Christ Jesus. Now, wonderful. <laughs> you see, that's why the world can't understand us. They can't understand you. <laughs> they sometimes think you're beside yourself. You're really not beside yourself. You're simply beside the master. That makes the difference. You've been touched by that master's hand. The world will laugh and they say, oh, you're off your rocker, man. But you're really not off your rocker. You're just sitting in the lap of the Lord or something. And he's doing the rocking. <laughs> <laughs> he, Jesus Christ, has taken his abode within you. And
And now by your application of the word, you are living in him. You speak his word. And as you speak his word, it becomes living and real in your life. You believe his word, and as you believe his word, it comes into concretion. You practice his word, and that brings it into fruition. That gives you that peace in your life. In First Peter... Chapter 5. Listen to this. Verse 7. Casting what? All. And the word all means what? Simple, isn't it? It is so simple that the adversary endeavors to keep talking us out of it a lifetime. He just keeps doing his utmost to keep us from believing it. And he does this so succinctly and so slyly that we're hardly cognizant of it, except that in our lives we have been the epitomization of a lack of rest. Casting all your care upon him, For he, what? Careth for you. And the next verse is the one about the roaring lion, a roaring adversary. (laughs) You see, you and I are no longer then disturbed by the roaring of the adversary. He's just roaring. He can't bite while he's roaring. That's right. (laughs) In order to bite you, he's got to quit roaring. But you see, he makes a big loud holler or something to just frighten you, to freeze you in your tracks. Then he can jump on you. You see, you're just no longer disturbed by what people say. The the questions your best friends may ask of you no longer disturb you. The doubts that other people have about God and His Word don't disturb you because you are in His rest. You've arrived at that place that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. And all hell can't push off of it. This is why you are no longer circumstance conditioned. You are God's Word conditioned. Most people go through life by being conditioned by their circumstances. Today they're hiring a kite. Tomorrow they're lower than, I don't know what. They are circumstance conditioned. You and I are word conditioned, not circumstance. In Philippians chapter 4, listen to verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want. 4.11 of Philippians. For I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content is the King James. That's a bunch of baloney. 
That means if you're sick, you just enjoy being sick. Be content being sick. If you're dying, be content you're dying. If someone runs over your foot with a scooter, be content to run over with the scooter. Oh, no, no, it contradicts the word. You see, the teaching that you have to go through a lot of this suffering is just a trick of the adversary. God does not need the adversary to make your life and mine glisten and shine. We got something a lot better in Christ Jesus. In that rest, this text reads, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am, I am self-adequate, is the text. That blows your mind. Doesn't blow your mind if you believe God's word, because that's what God's already told us. We're self-adequate. Why? Because he made us adequate. We are what he made us to be. You see it? That's why circumstances don't condition. For verse 12 says, I know both how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I'm instructed both to be full, to be hungry, both to abound, to suffer need. Verse 13, I can do all things. I can do them. I can do them because I'm in that rest. I've learned the secret to living. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And other translations puts it as follows. I can do all things through Christ who infuses his strength into me. It's an infusion or something. It's a spiritual intervenus. Not a novena intervenus. Christ in you, the hope of what? That's a pretty good spiritual emphasis, isn't it? Christ in you. I can do all things through Christ who has infused his strength into me. That's the rest. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 9, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every what, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Walk worthy of the Lord. Fruitful, fruitful, fruitful. Not only fruitful, but increasing in that knowledge of God. God's knowledge will make you fruitful, and the more of God's knowledge you have, the more fruit you'll have. You've got the rest spiritually. The knowledge of the Word in, and its application will produce the fruitfulness And that fruitfulness is a fruitfulness of righteousness. (laughs) For this cause also, verse 9, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you 
and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his what? That's the knowledge of God. Knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This is why verse 11 says, Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. You've entered into the rest. You're no longer circumstance-conditioned. You are word-conditioned. Therefore, you're strengthened with all might, patience, long-suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks, verse 12. Unto the Father, who hath made us meet adequate to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has made us adequate. He has made us meet. He has made us. Well, class, if he made us, then we're made. We were talking this morning in the 1030 setting of the week about how difficult it is for most believers to get to the place that the word of God becomes a living, dynamic reality of truth to them. For most of us, it's just words. Nice words, nice head trip. But to really believe that he meant what he said and he said what he meant takes a real disciplined, renewed mind walk. Verse 13. Who hath delivered us, past tense, he hath delivered us from the power of what? That's the adversary. He hath delivered us. Well, class, if he delivered us, then are we delivered? That's right. Then I have to claim that promise and walk on it. I have to enter into that rest believingly in order to manifest it. I'll give you the accurate translation of this particular verse. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into his kingdom by the work of his dear son. He has translated us into his kingdom. We've already been translated into his kingdom. Well, that agrees where it says we're already seated in the heavenlies with Christ. He has translated us into his kingdom by the work of his dear son, who is our Lord and Savior. He did the finished product. In whom? We have redemption through his blood. The remission of sins is the text. You know, no matter how contrary to human wisdom and reasoning, this word of God appears. How many times brilliant sense knowledge men reject it? 
I am persuaded like you are that this is the living word of God. That God is not only willing, but God is able to lead us into all the riches and the glory of this finished work of Christ. Therefore, I allow this word of God to dwell in me richly. In Isaiah, chapter 28. A verse of scripture that we utilize in the foundational class. Verse 11. For with stammering lips and other tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest. This is the rest. Wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not what? Right. You see, in, keep your finger here in Isaiah. I want to come back to it. I want to show you 1 Corinthians again. 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit, in malice be what? But in understanding grow up. Be men. In the law it is written. That's that one from Isaiah. In the law it is written. With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the what? Yet he promised them and said to them, to whom he said, this is the rest. This is the rest. Wherewith you may cause the weary to do what? And this is the refreshing. So in the manifestation of the Spirit, you have the rest and the refreshing. The secret to living is to put on the mind of Christ. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Then, with that word of God dwelling in you richly, operating the manifestations in the speaking in tongues, is the rest. That's the secret to living. Outside of that manifestation, you're never going to have the rest that God wants you to have. We are living spiritually below par. It's in that manifestation that we get the rest. Every time you get utilize that manifestation in your life, you know it's Christ in you, the hope of what? You know that you are more than conqueror. You know that you have a life which is more than abundant. You know that you no longer confess negatives. 
You confess what the Word of God says. That is the, the rest and the refreshing. You know how after a hard day's work you go to bed, you rest, next morning you're refreshed. This is also applicable to the walk of the believer. There is a rest. People enter into it by believing, by obedience to God's word, or they refrain from receiving by disobedience or unbelief. Every man, every woman determines for themselves whether they're going to apply these principles or reject them. Well, you and I know that when the Master's hand touched us, we were born again of God's Spirit. We have what that Word of God says we have. And we grow up in Him and no longer manifest the negatives, the fears, the worries, the anxieties, the frustrations. Because we have learned the secret to living. And the secret to living is to know that you are in his rest. Do you understand? Well, that's good. Bless you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the greatness of your love and of your power. Thank you, Father, that all who come to you find that rest. And as we renew our minds and walk on the greatness of it, your blessing is so dynamically real that the world no longer knows us. People with open mouths take a look at us because they just cannot believe what they're seeing. And I thank you tonight, Father, for the greatness of this word. I thank you for its living reality and the wonderful power it has and for the privilege of claiming it through Christ Jesus our Lord.